AT&T welcomes you aboard Spaceship Earth. Like a grand and miraculous spaceship, our planet has sailed through the universe of time. Remember how easy it was to learn your ABCs? Thank the Phoenicians. It turns out there are copies of these books in the libraries of the Middle East, being watched over by Arab and Jewish scholars. Call it the first backup system. Now that you've seen the future, we invite you to experience it yourself. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 458, and I'm here once again not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you go to Walt Disney World, but bring you a little bit of Disney magic every week with this podcast, videos, the WW Radio blog, live broadcasts every Wednesday night on Facebook, my books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com and like the page at facebook.com slash www.radio. I'd like to invite you this week to once again join me at the table to sit back, relax, and enjoy and review the Tutagusto Wine Cellar in the Italy Pavilion in Epcot Center in Walt Disney World. More than a lounge, it is a true hidden gem, a delicious surprise, and a personal favorite getaway in the parks. We're going to sample and review much of the appetizer, dinner, dessert, and wine menus, and I'll share stories and compare how some of these items hold up to what I would eat at my grandmother's house every Sunday night while growing up. You might want to have a bowl of pasta handy while you're listening, because I promise you will be hungry, and I'll apologize in advance for my butchering of the Italian language. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information about upcoming meets, events, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. frequent Walt Disney World visitor, chances are you have them. You have one, maybe more than a few. You have some of your favorite places, your little secret hideaways, your getaways, your places that you like to visit and revisit, whether it's a little nook and cranny, your favorite restaurant, uh, your favorite attraction, or just a quiet place to get away. I, too, have more than one. In fact, I have many. Oftentimes, they revolve around food, much like tonight. Um, You may be able to tell from the music in the background that uh, I have returned to the motherland. And I don't mean the buffet. I've returned to Italy here in Epcot Center to visit and review for you and with you, as you are sitting around the table with me, one of my favorite little nooks and crannies, a little hideaway, uh, a place I like to come and just get away maybe have a drink, an appetizer, and then I usually follow that up with a full meal. And I am at the Tutto Gusto Wine Bar in the back of the Italy Pavilion, and we are going to do a uh, a live review of some, or as much of, the menu as we can. 
And joining me this week is uh, is a very very she's special in in <laughs> in her own way. And I really just brought her along because I just want to hear her pronounce mutarel as as only she can do it. She is, of course, Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Mozzarella! That's Tony. That's it. We're done. As long as we got that out of the way. Totally, Tony. Actually, I've already found what I'm going to get. It's the Grand Tour for $30, which includes one, two, three, four... You've obviously never done a live food review before. There's no, like, you don't wade into the water. You don't dip your toe. You're not talking about the atmosphere and how you feel as though you're in a wine cellar. Like, I went right to the bar menu, and that's exactly what you did. I went... Welcome to the table. I went right to the bar menu. Is this your first dining review? Yes, you have never invited me on a dining review before. Shocking. And wow. at, and I'll probably realize why at the end of this segment. Wow. You, how long? It's like nine years now, and you've already said, hey, we need to go review that. Mainly because you know I'm going to pick up the check at the end. But we've talked about doing that. No, but the reason why you haven't done it before is because most of the places that I go visit don't have a bar. And you said, Mangello, the first time you go somewhere that they have alcohol on the menu, and yet, and here we are. You have promised me a lounge review for almost as many years as we've been business partners. And, and some things are worth waiting for, Becky Mankin, because I will tell you, this is probably my favorite of the lounges. Uh, we've been here before a number of times. We have did the uh, Epcot After Hours here, which we said was my favorite of the four different Epcot. I wish I would bring that back. Um, we've been here before just uh, after some time in the parks. I have, actually haven't been here in a long while. But this is this is one of those, I think, tucked out of the way, somewhat off the radar, places that you can go to get away and just have a, a, a nice, quiet meal or a cocktail or appetizer or, in our case, a combination of all the above. Right. And what I really love about it is that you don't have to have a reservation to get in here. So... If the need hits you for some wine, some cheese, some wonderful little selections that we have on the menu, or you do want to have something from Tuto Italia, you can get the full menu in here, too. So I like the atmosphere, too. It is, it's Italy. It really is Italy. And having been there last year, you walk around and you kind of feel, if you close your eyes, you forget that you're in Walt Disney World. It's very authentic. Yeah, I have not been to Italy as yet. Uh, my, I know. My dad always... I'm going to cry. My dad always wanted to go uh, and never made it there. Uh, so this is as close as I got. This, uh, as close as I got was probably my grandmother's basement, which this sort of <laughs> reminds me a little bit about with a lot less fighting. So, <laughs> but it does. And there is something about the, the theming. Again, you walk through that portal... We came from a scorching 117-degree like high it. humidity, and you walk in, and you do feel as though it's, it's, it's a cooler, almost, I don't want to say damp, but, it, but you, you get out of that heat, and it's a much cooler environment here. It, there's obviously no windows. Uh, the only natural light comes from the front door. Uh, so no matter what time of day it is, it, it has a, a, an atmosphere that doesn't change very much inside. Yeah, and it really, when you first walk in, they greet you and say thank you as grazie and prego when you, uh, when they're saying thank you. So immediately you're also getting 
um, immersed into Italy with the people from Italy that staff the location. Unlike when you went to my grandmother's house, she would greet you with, you're late. What, what, are you hungry? No? Here, have some pasta. Oh my gosh, this is totally hitting me that all of this food obsession that you have all came from your grandmother. Is that what we're saying? No, this is all me. This is Look at me. I work very hard at this physique. But uh, if you've never been here before... It is uh, heavy wood beams, um, the dark floor, the dark woods. Uh, I love in that secondary room, there's the fireplace with the, uh, the antiquated iron chandeliers. Um, even the, the light fixtures in here are so unique. And you having been to Italy before, this very well might feel like something that is authentic to the, the host country. Absolutely. I have been in bars and restaurants in Italy that look exactly like this. And the worn walls, the, the worn look to it, it feels like it's something that's been here for hundreds of years and is just updated for our current standards. It really does look like places that you would dine in Italy in any of those little villages along the way or right in the middle of Rome. Yeah, and when you walk into, there's a beautiful bar with uh, uh, dozens of wines. So you can actually, you don't even need to sit down. If you want to just come in and get a glass of wine or a cocktail, or as Becky is, is craning her neck to look at, and this reminds me of something that you would find in, in sort of a, uh, like an Italian bakery or in New York or Brooklyn, you'd find the, the glass case with desserts and some antipastas and things like that. So very small um, snackable portion. Uh, nope, not yet. <laughs> they know us so well, they're just trying to bring, they're like, oh, Lumangelo's here. Just, just, yeah. But when we've, we've been here before, uh, again, you can, you know, we'll sort of go through the menu. There are entree portions that you can get, but one of the things I love doing and this is how I. This is why I love the holidays at my house, um, because you could just. Usually, what you do is you just stand in the kitchen, and you just graze over the meats and the cheeses and, and wines and artichoke carts, and they have a lot of that here on the menu. And like you said, Becky, you can also order from the the next door Tutto Italia restaurant. But I think what we're here for really are what the I think the specialties of Tutto Gusto is. Ciao. Happy with something, ciao. <laughs> um, yes, so, um, Ms. Mankin, if you're nasty, would you like uh, a beverage? I'm, I'm of course I'm. <laughs> and of course, I guess we have to start with, I'm, I got a, you know what, a mimosa. Mimosa. So look at you. So, I went in Italy. Um, I think it, it's only fitting that I have a... Um, there was a sweet wine in there, too, I noticed, because it was so rudely got, ripped out of my hand. Uh, <laughs> we've got Moscato, if you like sweet wines. Oh, oh that's right up your alley. Yes, wait a minute, what kind of Moscato is it? Uh, we've got Fior d'Arancio Moscato and Moscato d'Asti. Would you like a taste? Uh, I love a both? taste, yes, please. I'll be right back. Okay. Perfect, thank you. Oh my gosh, I love this accent. <laughs> oh, slow down, forever. sister. That's... So, uh, I, I grabbed the, the wine menu out of your hands because, it's first of all, it's huge. It is incredibly extensive. And admittedly, I am not the wine connoisseur that I wish I was. Uh, I wish I knew more about wine you know uh, one than I do. You know what called conundrum. That's pretty much <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think I have certain types of wines that I like, but I'm also not one who 
would say I don't like this or I don't necessarily like that. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think part of life's great journey is experimenting. So oftentimes I'll go and here I'll, I'll get a recommendation. But one thing they have here that's really nice are the wine flights. They have a, a variety of different white and red wine flights that range from about $15 to $19 or so. This is awesome. Fior d'arancia moscato, more sparkling, and moscato dusty, less sparkling. Oh, so he brought... Repeat what he just said. (laughs) You don't want to hear my Italian accent. It's worse than yours. So he brought you two samples Mm -hmm. of moscato. Mm. And one's sparkling, so it has a little tickle to it, which is really nice. I have a feeling this one's going to be a little more sweet. <laughs> I knew it. But that you never fantastic. know. you got to try, though. Yes. I, I'm, I'm going to keep um, working on both of the small samples, but I would love to have a glass of this one. What was it again? Say it again. Moscato d'asti. Moscato d'asti. Yes. Excellent. So remember that for me, because next time, because we're here probably more than we need to be here, I need to try this again. Awesome. I think I'm going to... Um, because I don't necessarily have a, a favorite, I think I'm going to have a red wine flight, please. Um, which is your favorite? So it's up to you. It's up to your taste. Do you prefer softer reds or more strong, like drier reds, uh, more spice, more fruity? Up to you. Uh, something, in, how about this? I'll, I'll make it easy. Something more in the middle. How's that? In the middle. So this one is applied up balanced red wines okay so a little bit fruity notes and uh, you're gonna try three different wines and usually they fit everyone's taste this one is uh, powerhouse reds they are stronger they are more spiced uh, more uh, for different tastes but it's up to you i suggest this one if you're in the undecided just to be sure okay i'll try the soft elegant reds to begin please perfect thank you this looks like you too. It just <laughs> explains you on so many levels. Soft and elegant. That's the way I am. So I think if you're not a um, a seasoned wine veteran, I think though they have four different white or four different reds. They also have a dessert wine flight, which which to you was like that was your meal. Um, but I think it's a really nice way to get an introduction. And as he was saying, you tell him sort of you don't need to know a. Uh, um, the exact type or, or label of the wine, you tell them what you like or what you're willing to experiment, and they'll recommend something that'll give you um, more of a tasting than a little more of a little bit of a journey. Which is nice because it could be that they, uh, you have never really experimented with Italian wines, and you might want to try a red that you've never tried before. And those flights give you that opportunity to reach out and test things that you haven't done before at a pretty reasonable price as well. Yeah, like I said, they're all between about $15 and $20, so it's a really nice way to sample. And the one thing, too, if you go through the menu, it does help give you a little bit of an education, a very basic sort of education of what the different types of wines are, what the different regions they come from. And again, that's why you have um, you know servers that are very familiar, whether it's something like a Prosecco, something that you like, or a red, a white, a rosé, if you want something sweeter, if you want something drier. And I will tell you, the, the wine menu is about, oh, I don't know, one, two, maybe ten pages long. You can get it by the glass. You can get it by the bottle. Uh, there are also a number of dessert wines, as well as special Italian um, sort of aperitifs and cocktails 
and beers as well. So even if you're not a wine drinker or if you want something obviously non-alcoholic, there are plenty of those here as well. Right. And all you have to do is look at the bar behind us to see the variety of choices that they have. It's pretty well stocked with several bottles of wine and several... Um, things that you might want to partake in if you'd like. And one thing that I really like about these small flights, the, the bites, the, uh, the flights of wine that you can put together, it, it, you don't have to come in here and have a meal. You can come in and just sit down with your party for an hour, have a few things to nosh on before dinner that's going to happen later on, and still just have a relaxing time for a good price. And I think, too as in the, the pavilions themselves. I think you have an opportunity to learn here. So they also have something, well, they have a wine flight called The Best of Italy. And it basically said, look, if you ever looked at a wine list and said, look, I want to taste a lot of those, but I don't want necessarily know if I want to buy a bottle, the, they have a Best of Italy that showcases some of the best wines that they have to offer. And it really does sort of help take you on a journey with a Prosecco and then... Uh, sort of moving on to some of the other wines, they also have a grand tour, which gives you six wines to explore in really a little bit more in depth, uh, a Prosecco, and then I'm not going to butcher some of the other uh, different flavors, and that runs uh, about $30. I've, I don't see Becky smile the, the same way as when a glass of alcohol is put in front of her face. I do want to point out the fact that my one little glass here equals one of the three glasses that they have just placed in front of you. No, no, listen, these are just tastings, and it's like, it's grape juice. But that's so what I'm saying, is for a tasting, those are good-sized pours for a tasting. So can you tell, tell me a little bit sure. about that? From where the ticket is, uh, we've got Montepulciano d'Abruzzo from the south of Italy. In the middle, Barbera d'Alba from uh, Piemont, and at the end, Valpolicella. It's the little son of the Amarone uh, from Veneto. They are all uh, balanced uh, red wines. Uh, the first one is the most fruity that we have, and they're not dried. They're not too fruity, uh, so it's kind. It kind of fits everyone's taste. I hope you like them. Thank you very much. Would you like to order something else? Um, we just need a couple minutes. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Salute, Ms. Mankin. Cheers, or as they say, salute. Salute. So, I was just looking over the menu that you took out of my hand. Oh, go ahead. Mm. Um, that is phenomenal. It's delicious. So, what I like about it is, 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 you know, sometimes some red wines are very strong. You really taste the, the tannins, and it's almost a little, bit, a little bitter. It's very smooth. You let it sort of coat your palate and sort of get the flavor from the front of it. It's very nice. It's very smooth. That's a really nice sort of... Um, I could sit by the fire and and sip that all night long. So basically, you may have a new favorite. I have no idea what he called it, but, I, but <laughs> what's nice is that they do give you a little card. So if you do find one that you like, you can come back and order it again. Or when you go to another restaurant and you want to impress your, your date, your dad, your whatever, you can actually pretend like you know what you're talking about. I'm going to keep this as like my little cheat sheet. <laughs> and one thing that I really appreciate as I'm looking through this menu as well that kind of describes the flights is that, you know, when you go into some Italian restaurants and it pretty much is all in Italian, so you don't really know what you're ordering and you're looking for the interpretation underneath what it is. This for flights is 
really well done because they start with things like all bubbles all the time. That's going to tell you right away that you're looking at something that's going to be a sparkling version. Then you've got the crisp Italian whites. That tells you something. The anytime whites. So you, it really does kind of um, describe. So you don't feel like you're kind of lost in the menus, which a lot of people do get kind of intimidated by them. The sweet dessert flight, of course, we've already been there. But Under the Tuscan Sun is a, another one that, that pops up from the hills of Piedmont. So if you're from the area or familiar with the area, that's going to tell you the wines that are from there. Um, soft, elegant reds, which was you, which is the one you chose. And then they also have the powerhouse red. So if you are looking for those tannins and that really uh, deep flavor, you can just go right to that one. So you don't have to be intimidated by the menu to make a good choice. And let's be clear, too, it, it's the Tutto Gusto wine bar. And yes, we are sampling uh, some of the wines because Becky. But one thing that I think is very surprising about this, that I think this is why it's a hidden gem, is that they have an extensive menu. And I don't just mean the menu from Tutto Italia that they give you, but you're given a, um, uh, a board a clipboard that has um, two columns of, of different items. So one thing they have are gusto plates, which are for two or more people. They have a... Wow, I'm really blind. <laughs> they have a uh, la, la Siciliana. Gosh, I took two years of Italian. Did not do very well. Well, Montello, you're doing a great <laughs> job for your brethren. <laughs> so like the wine menu, Becky, the... Uh, the menu also gives you not just a translation, but really a, a description. So it starts off with gusto plates, which are for two or more. And again, I think that's well, look, what a little romantic evening we're having. Uh, La Siciliana is $27 and says, Throughout history, the island of Sicily has stood as a crossroads to many cultures and people, resulting in a country steeped in food traditions. My mom was half Sicilian. And it includes three items. Fior de Latte Mozzarella, which is a pasta falata handcrafted made from cow's milk. Uh, Cacciatorini, which includes black pepper, wine, marinated beef, and pork cured sausages. And Caponata, which is Sicilian eggplant salad, which is phenomenal. They also have La Serenissima, which is the medieval name given to the Republic of Venice. You can taste the riches of cheeses from cows grazing the upland pastures of the Dolomites. Asparagus from the fertile fields of Bassano and fruit of the Adriatic Sea. So they have Asiago cheese, aspar white asparagus, Bianchi, and uh, Insulata de Madre, which is shrimp, squid, octopus, and lemon, which is actually... I know. Grandma made that all the time. That was not one of my favorites. Um, is that something that was typically served by your family? Was that oh, yeah. Every holiday, there you and especially like Christmas when you have the seven fishes, you start off with the seafood salad. I usually just ate the celery and passed the rest to my dad. Oh, or under the table to the dog. Is that, Did you typically do that in your house? We had no... Yeah, grandma had no dog, so but, but I had my dad, so he ate everything. Um, the Alpina is from the northern province of Piemont, uh, bordering Switzerland, with its alpine terrain and fertile valleys, home to some of the finest cheeses of Italy. Now you're speaking my language. I you like cheese. I do love me some cheese. <laughs> so they have a uh, Fontina of Val d'Ostana, semi -fr I should have the waiter read these instead of me. It sounds oh, so much prettier for me. They have a Latour, which is a green uh, blend of cow, sheep, and goat's milk, and another, uh, a Gorgonzola, which is a, a very blue vein cheese. And these all run about $24 to $29. They also have 
uh, la mayala, which is a, a, a number of cured meats from the salami region. So there's prosciutto de parma, uh, finocchiona, <laughs> a fennel and pepper flavored salami, which is awesome, and um, small dried spiced pork sausages known as salametto, and la campagnola. Oh my gosh, I'm butchering this. My grandparents are rolling over in their collective graves. Um, it's a variety of the fruit of the countryside. Olive oil marinated artichokes. Hello. Uh, marinated serignola olives. Not an okay. olive fan. I just want to put out there right now. And, you and make, bruschetta. And you make fun of me for the way I say mutrel, which is... No, but I'm supposed to know these. <laughs> so, we, and I think we've had these before. I think yes. we've come here and we, I think we ordered a meat and a cheese appetizer. But there's also another full menu. They have uh, cavatapi, which are corkscrew, corkscrew-shaped pasta in a pomodoro, which is a tomato sauce with mozzarella, a gambaretti, which has shrimp, chili, uh, garlic, and tomatoes, and a ragu di agnello, which is a lamb ragu and pecorino. Those all run 12 to $16. Gusto specialties include meatball parmesan, meatball sliders, uh, ravioli di rigot and insalata di aragosta which are uh, obviously meatball parmesan is meatballs with cheese they have sliders ravioli and a lobster uh, salad panini means small bread that's one thing I learned in Italian class <laughs> panini oh. so you can get um, for $8 you get a single choice for $14 you get two choices and there's uh, five different ones with gorgonzola fontina cheese Prosciutto, uh, mozzarella, and then dolci is Becky's favorite. That means dessert. There's cannoli, hello, <laughs> caramelito, which sounds like a little caramel, which sounds awesome. Um, tiramisu, Nutella chocolate cake. Shut the front door. Did you just say no? All right, separate check. Nutella and I. What? I'm not a Nutella fan. Oh, we're I'm... we're done here. We had a nice run, and then they have a chocolate and vanilla. Panna cotta. See, so, the point, is it if we get that little flight, the dessert flight, what they have when we look at that, all the Nutella is yours. I won't eat it. Who doesn't like Nutella? What's Me. wrong with you? Uh, all right, I want to point out before you get back to there. There's a you're still you're still, still you're still hugging the 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 alcohol menu. I'm still looking at the alcohol menu, but shocker. There's a couple of things just to point out that uh, you don't have to have wine, like you said. They do have cocktails, including the Bellini, which I might have to move to that after this because Bellini rocks. But they do have Italian margaritas, martinis, uh, the martini your way. They also have different types of sodas, uh, spritzes, which are wonderful in Italian. That's what people do in Italy all the time. They sit down and they get their spritz, which I didn't even realize it was a thing until I went to Italy. But I just noticed here, too, they have a good selection of beer, and they have a build-your-own-beer flight that is available for $18. So you can look through the available beer and do a beer flight if you're not a wine person. So that's another option. You know they have food here too, right? <laughs> you didn't hear you didn't hear one word as I said as no, I went through I this menu, you, did you? I heard you butchering the the language of your brethren. Is is what I heard? I, so. I'm embarrassed. I did not do well in in uh, Italian. I was in say, school. What did you said you took two years of, of Italian? Well, I took two years of Italian after taking two years of Spanish, and I will never forget getting an Italian test back. It was not a shining moment for you, for me. And I went over and I talked to the teacher afterwards. He said, listen, Lou, you're close, man. If this was Ita- if this was Spanish, you would have gotten a B. But it's Italian. You got a D. 
There's sometimes I just don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm just missing the language portion of my brain. Yeah. I, when you when your last name ends in O, you should probably understand how to say things like prego. I know how to order off the menu, and so that's the thing that's yeah, important you know you, for me. So. You know what you do is you point at it. That's, that's how you order off a menu, and you're not exactly sure what you're going to order. Out of all those things, and I remember... We were talking about doing the evenings after, what was it called, the after hours? Hot after hours. Yeah. That was fantastic because they had put together several of these plates that were paired with a, a flight of wine. And that was such a great idea, and I wish they'd bring that back. I, I hope they do return to that. Um, it was offered here, Morocco, Mexico, and UK. UK. And I think we did them all except Morocco. Yep. Yeah, we did. And I remember the UK one was really good, except if I stared at that scotch egg for a while. Oh, I love me some scotch egg. I think you took my scotch egg as we talk about that. But the the desserts on that was good and had the beer flight over there more than the wine. So we had to kind of go off menu that. But the other one with Mexico was really good. If anybody's listening, please bring that back. <laughs> and what we liked about it, too, first of all, it was a great price point. Uh, I think you got a lot for the money, but I think the, the, the payoff was when you were done, you walked out onto an empty promenade and you sort of had Epcot to yourself. Yeah, that's one of those, one of my favorite things to do here is after illuminations, you sit down, you kind of wait for the crowds to thin. And Clear out all the children. No. Make way. I, I was wondering when you were going to like hit on that one. Well, anyway, no, not at all. It's the music, the lighting, no crowds. Not. I don't care how tall or short they are or what their age is at that point. Thinning out the crowds is nice. But I also like the fact that you could order these plates and maybe try something that you may not normally try if it was part of a, uh, a larger portion. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's a nice sort of sampling menu, especially the plates for two, which by Lou definition is a plate for one. But I know how to share. It's okay. Really? I do. I share well. Um, but I, the fact that you can come in here and get a full plate of pasta or a panini or if you want something just like people, you know, you can, if you want it just sort of a, a snacking portion, you can do it, but you can also make this a full meal. And again, like we said before, this is a walk-up. Yeah, and the meals that, again, it is, it's the actual menu from Tuto Italia. So you have everything on here, the pasta dishes, the um, the steak dishes, the meat, the seafood, the um they have their full menu to order from. So if somebody's really hungry and someone's not, this is a great place to come because then you've got the balance of both. Yeah, this is, and I, I love the atmosphere here. I love the food here. Um, so what are you thinking in terms of this evening's, uh, are you thinking full-blown pasta dish from Tutto, Tutto Italia? Or are you thinking, I think we should order off of the Tutto Gutto specific menu. Okay. I'm up for that. What, what, what sort of hits you for... Listen, I, I believe in ladies first. So what is it that you see on the menu that you're somewhat able to translate that you like? Or you can ask your new little friend to, to read it for you. So I, you're swooning. You kind of swooned. Oh, all right. All right, slow stop it. <laughs> Wait, no. I, I like an accent. It really is... It's kind of, it's kind of romantic. In a, in a place like... This is a good date night place, I, I would say. Because it does have that... Present company accepted here. It does have a romantic atmosphere. It is somewhere where you can kind of snuggle up and have a good conversation. It does feel a little crowded, 
because there's a lot of tables because it does um, handle a good crowd of people, but you don't feel like you're crowded even though there's so many tables so you can have a good conversation you're not feeling like uh, this person's next to you is listening to your entire conversation it it does have um, a very relaxed atmosphere and you don't feel like and I've been here before you can spend a good amount of time here and never feel as though they're trying to turn over tables so in this area by the fireplace, for example, there are couches with low tables. It's a, it's a place that is meant, I, I believe, if you want to grab a, a quick dessert or a quick glass of wine, you can. But I think the way it is best enjoyed is by taking your time. It's a great place to have conversation, right? You, It's not loud in here. There's not a lot of music. Even when it's crowded, um, it's still not as loud as my grandmother's basement. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It, it does get a little bit atmospheric here, but that is also what I experienced in Italy. This is, like I said, close my eyes. I could take myself back to the trip that I was there. And in looking at this menu, I, I think that we should probably pick something that has the cheeses. But I, I spy a couple of things on this that look really good. I think, listen, when in Italy, you need to do as the Italians. I think we need some cheeses and some meats. And <laughs> And see, okay. Here comes our, our is everything person. good here so far? Everything, the wine flight is delicious. I, I'm really, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, so, what do you recommend? We want to have a nice sampling of, I think, some cheeses and some meats and maybe a pasta to share. And and she wants something else. Well, yeah, because this the meatballs parmesan looks fantastic. Okay. But so does the the ravioli as well. So I will let you pick between those two. Because they both sound really good. My, my, my question to you is why choose? <laughs> this, is, this is true. How, how big of portions are those? So this basically is um, a menu of small portions, okay? On this part of the menu, you've got small portions of food uh, usually to get as an appetizer. So you get a small amount of everything and you can mix and match every item that you see there. So oh. imagine this as a list of items and you can create your own board. We have learned something today. <laughs> As if it couldn't have gotten any better, it just did. Yes. So you're saying for the, the shared plates of two, you can pick and choose the three, uh, was it three items? How many you want? One, two, three, four, five. Eight. Now I want to hug them. <laughs> wow. Oh. So I, I think that we need to get a nice uh, sampling of cheese and meat and artichoke carts. And... Uh, Mozzarella has got to be on it because he just likes saying mozzarella and I like mozzarella. But, you know, we're just fighting over that. <laughs> so, apart from that, things on the menu, you can see everything that's in here is in the fridge behind you, okay? So, if you're interested to look at them, just sneak there. Uh, we've got also Pizza Rustica, which is the round focaccia that you can see with different toppings. Tomato, onions, olives or plain. We've got also Parmigiano Reggiano, Caprese Salad. Well, Caprese for you would be like Caprese Salad and Robiola Cheese. Okay, that's a really good point. How do you pronounce that properly? Because everybody does it incorrectly. Caprese? Caprese. Yes, but it's not the Caprese the problem here. It's the Bruschetta. <laughs> it's not Bruschetta, okay? <laughs> Bruschetta. Bruschetta. Yes, yes that's perfect. The Italian here that needs to figure this out. Grazie mille. Buona giornata. Now, can you say it again? Not in, not in front of him, I can't, because I can't say it that way. 
It's okay. She's, she can teach you. She said it properly. Yeah, <laughs> if she's teaching me, something's wrong. My last name ends in a vowel. Hers doesn't. Exactly. Oh, okay. Welcome back to Italy then. He needs a lot of help. <laughs> it's okay. And I will give you as much help as I can. Lovely. So, um, if I can suggest you something, I mean, if you were interested in ravioli or parmi- uh, meatball parm, just to let you know, the meatball parmigiana is a plate with five meatballs, melted mozzarella cheese, and tomato sauce. Yes. Yep. <laughs> the ravioli di ricotta are my favorite with the lasagna from the other menu, and they are ricotta ravioli with parmesan cream, really tasty, and pieces of ham and, ch- and oh, chicken. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, everything. I'll let you think about this for a while, create your own plate, and come back again. Okay. Good. What you, so what are your favorites? So basically for this one, I would get the prosciutto di Parma, which is the very same as uh, in Italy. La Tour, if you like soft cheeses, it's uh, creamy, it's tasty. And uh, those two are one good meat and one good cheese. If you like fennel flavor, we've got a fennel salami, the finocchiona. Oh, you had, you had me a fennel. <laughs> Then we have mozzarella, we have caprese if you want. Say that again. Caprese. No, the other one. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. <laughs> La. Okay. How do you normally say it? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. How do you normally say it? We have a friend who will put together these meats and cheeses from New York and brings it down. And he walks in and he says, it's mozzarella. He just, then it's a mozzarella. And mozzarella. Well, how do you say it? Mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> but there's an A at the end. So, yes. So it's a combination of both. So mozzarella. Yes. Make it <laughs> both together and it becomes mozzarella. 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 I like the way he says it best. I do. <laughs> so um, up to you. Uh, we've got the mozzarella just plain here. I think we need to do that because now now that we've practiced it so much and we've driven everybody crazy, we have to try the the, the mozzarella. <laughs> Tony, okay. mozzarella. Um, and then the... Prosciutto. Prosciutto di Parma. Prosciutto di Parma, yes. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, wait a minute. You're the one that just like... Keep going, I'm starving. You. Um, the Latour. Latour. So there we have some meats and some cheeses. And then, yes, the uh, meatballs parmigiana and the ravioli di ricotta. Ravioli di ricotta. I do tell you like better to, than you. To add also the finocchiona, the yes. fennel flavor. Yeah, oh, yes, please. Sure. And, and if you need to just pull that table over to lay it all out, <laughs> feel free. We'll feed everything. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Perfect. We like everything together or... However, appetizers. whenever it's ready, just, yeah. Okay, good. I'll bring uh, as soon as possible the appetizer, and then uh, when we're ready, I'll bring the uh, meatball slider. Uh, Thank you. Parmigiana and uh, ravioli. Thank you so much. Would you like to get the menu? Yes, please, if Perfect. you don't mind. This is what... So, just so I'm, I'm sure, uh, this I'm going from here. This yes. Is, okay. Yes, yes. Because the first one is the most fruity, uh, so... Basically, it wouldn't hurt, not hurt, but, you know, uh, change your palate that much as the other ones, probably, so. And how do you pronounce this first one? <laughs> the names of the wines. Yeah. Uh, Montepulciano d'Abruzzo. Say that. Say it. Nope. <laughs> Barbera d'Alba. And uh, Valpolicella. You're, you're just 
totally going to call that middle one La Bamba. <laughs> That's excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. So you're La Bamba wine. I am <laughs> so excited. I can tell. You're, you, you are glowing. You you're doing that whole giggly face thing that you get when you're excited about this. Because, uh, listen, I, I um, and it, it's funny. It's a quick story. When I, you're never going to believe this. When I was really young, I was exceptionally skinny. Like, I was, like, pencil thin. My parents used to bribe me to eat. Obviously, it all kicked in in one, in one fell swoop, and I, and I gained all the weight that I couldn't as a kid. But there is something... Um, Obviously, I enjoy I enjoy a, a, the dining experience, but when you are presented with and introduced to um, foods that that look and smell and sound and taste so good, um, you know, we've said in the past, it can it's an attraction, right? This to me is as much of an attraction as anything else. I would wait online longer for this than I would for Space Mountain. <laughs> I, I totally believe that in, in your thing. But one thing I do enjoy about the presentation that we've had before, and hopefully they're going to do the same thing with us on the boards again, is that it feels homey. It doesn't feel like a restaurant at that point. It does feel like you're at friend's house and they have created this masterpiece of meats and cheeses and put it in front of you. And I, I'm anticipating having that same type of experience. So you, like you said, it's an attraction. It, it does not feel like you've... You're just walking into a restaurant just to have something to eat to go back outside. And I, I appreciate that. And I think that that's one of the, the wonderful things about this location. And whatever Epcot is, was, and will be, it, like many other places, is an, is an educational opportunity, right? We're learning here without realizing that we're learning, right? Trick your kids into learning. We're, you learn so much about a culture and its people through their food. And to hear the way he describes it, right? He, it's not, you know, he takes the time to really make you understand what is it that you're, that you're ordering, um, which, especially if you've never had food like this before, it's not threatening, it's not intimidating at all. Right, and not to go out on a tangent, but one, but, but. But <laughs> one of the things that happens in Epcot, like you always talk about people walking through Magic Kingdom way too fast because they're not looking at the detail because they're going right for a queue line. Here in Epcot... One of the most magical things about it is getting to know about the countries through the people because they're here from that country. This is their, their homeland brought together in, in the Epcot space. So take the time, ask them where they're from, ask them about the things around their, their home city and where they were grown up. He talks about small villages. I have driven through those small villages and they look like something out of the, the 1100s. And they just update it for modern life. But it really doesn't, it always has that charm. So I bet if we had an hour to sit down and talk to him, we would hear all kinds of stories about the homeland. And you might learn something about yourself there, too, if you're not careful. But He could read the telephone book and you'd be happy because you just like his accent. <laughs> well, okay, granted, I will admit to that. But it, it's true of all of these places. So if you go to any of the restaurants or any of the lounges, yes, that I have been to once or twice... You get to learn something. It's a learning opportunity if you take the time to ask the questions. And I think it also prepares you. So if you go out again and you go to an Italian restaurant and you're just used to ordering something that is relatively safe, pedestrian, now all of a sudden you're armed with a little bit more of knowledge of what the, the, the words mean, what the flavors taste like. And you can be a little bit more adventurous, not just here, but when you leave the confines of Epcot Center. And 
again, it comes down to that. Yeah, there's spaghetti on the menu if you want it. It's there. There's things for the kids if they're picky eaters because they typically are. But as an adult, come in here, take a little taste of something. You might like it, you might not. But you haven't invested into a huge bowl of whatever the the pasta that you're going to try. And it allows you that ability to graze a little and, and make discoveries. And because the the portion sizes are smaller, the price points are obviously much lower too. So there's nothing really on the menu that other you know the 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 gusto plates for two or more, which I think was fascinating that you can sort of mix and match. And I Yahtzee. never knew that before because the way it is arranged on the menu, it does look like here's a group of three right. and this is what you get, and it's priced for the group of three. But now knowing that you can add to it, that's a bonus. And none of the other appetizers really are more than about. Twelve, fourteen dollars. Uh, the 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 lobster ensalada is a little bit more because lobster, um, but your price points are very accessible, so you don't have to worry about oh, you know, I don't want to order this because it's a twenty-eight dollar, thirty-five dollar, forty dollar entree. You can get a bunch of small things and sample. I was going to say, even for lunch, if you have, say you have a dinner later on, if you did an early lunch in here, you could probably feed four people for a really reasonable amount, have great conversations, have a great glass of wine or a beer flight, and really have an enjoyable time. Oh, that means food's coming, just so you know. <laughs> so, one thing I love is, you know, we first start tasting food not in our mouths but with our other senses and the way it looks is as important as the way it smells and certainly the way it tastes and I love just the the simple presentation of the different cheeses and the meats and you can see it's like a a, it's a wet mozzarella and there's little pieces of uh, like Italian toast for lack of a better word and bread say this I could do this all day all night no problem just picking the meats and cheeses like this. Yeah, and that's what I was talking about. It is in that presentation where you don't feel like you're in a restaurant. You feel like you're in somebody's comfy home and you're breaking bread together and picking through and hopefully grabbing the bruschetta before somebody else does uh, because it's it's a nice, uh, nice portion size for two people and by the way, it's it's. There's a that's a lot here. There's a lot there is here. A lot here. I'm I, me too. I didn't realize it was going to be so much. So we're going to have a lot of food in front of us. So I hope you're hungry. Where are you starting? Have you met me? Am I hungry? Uh, I'm going. I'm going right for the prosciutto. And what I love about prosciutto is it's a sweet, fatty type of meat. Okay, so everybody. They just heard that. Rewind and learn how you say that, because brushut is not it. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. It is phenomenal. Um, okay. It's um, it's buttery. It, it's got it has a, a buttery consistency to it, and it's sliced nice and thin. Are you gonna finish that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, that really does. It's smooth. It's got so much flavor to it. It's and it does. It almost sort of melts. So let me move over here. Put that on this and you and that and you have a sandwich. We're never leaving here. I can just tell at this point. You, you could pretty much live here. Mm. Uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> so, a nice piece of salami you can taste 
the, the little bits of fennel seeds in there, you've got to try that. It'll change your life for the better. I, I'm still stuck on this one over here because it tastes so good the first bite, and I was in a hurry to say something. I want to enjoy this bite. It is. It's, uh, And I will always go for the savory over the sweet any day and twice on Sundays. I could do this. If they... Man, I could do this um, all day, every day. <laughs> so look at that so cheese. What was that? Do you remember which one that was? Uh, it's the cheese. It's the cheese. <laughs> it's not the mozzarella. It's the other one. Mm. Goat or... Oh. Becky, try that. It's it's creamy. It's sweet. Uh, it's a very soft cheese. So even if you wanted to just eat it by itself or dip your little breadstick in it. That's the one that's mixed. So it has some goat cheese to it. And Yummy. honestly, that's all you that's all, I, Listen, I love the fact that you don't love this. I'll go on the other side. I'm, I'm admittedly not a fan of goat cheese. It, it has a aftertaste usually and a texture I usually don't enjoy. But this one is because it's blended. It has, um, it's got that smoothness to it. And because it does have the other two cheeses with it, it does have that sweetness that a goat cheese typically doesn't. Mm. 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 And then when you pair this with a glass of wine, it changes the flavor profile, not just of what you're eating, but the wine itself. Uh, this could be, this is definitely part of my death row meal. I would really? start off with, the, oh yeah, I would start off with this, and then I would have angel hair pasta bolognese, and then just flip the switch, because I'm ready to go. Okay, so now I want to learn a little bit. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Is everything good here? Everything, you like everything is phenomenal. Everything is phenomenal. It's delicious. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Uh oh. There's more. Uh-oh. Uh, right in front of Princess right there. Thank you very much. Would you like some Parmesan cheese and Parmesan, yes. Bon appetito. Thank you. So, we just were, were brought the uh, the ravioli and the meatball sliders. So, the ravioli, I was actually expecting a much smaller portion with maybe two or three. There looks like there's about five or six mm-hmm. in there. Um, and probably in... And they're probably... A little bit larger than I thought, too. Um, <laughs> so they're bigger than Chef Boyardee. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Re- I'm trying to relate it to probably what yeah. Becky ate as a kid. So they're. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. And there's nothing better than like fresh, sharp cheese. Ugh. I could eat cheese. This plate of ravioli is right under me, right under my nose, and I can smell the herbs, and I can smell this ravioli. And if we're not careful, I will eat this entire plate. No, you're not, because while you're sitting over there blabbing away, I'm just going to reach over. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Look at that nice little cream sauce. 
when that plane is hot. So I'm saying mm-hmm. thinking that there's going to be all these kind of hot mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. shove the whole thing in your mouth. Oh. Again, it's sweet and creamy, and you can taste the different cheeses. Um, the, you know, one thing too about ravioli, like any pasta, it needs to be cooked properly. It can't be too soft. It can't be too doughy. You also don't want to undercook it. It literally, Becky, it melts in your mouth, which is exactly what ravioli is supposed to. Are you gonna finish that? <laughs> I'm so far behind you. I just tasted the salami. Which is amazing. Again, it has it's very flavorful, but you know how sometimes salami can be overpowering? No. This is not. <laughs> For some of us, our palates, salami can sometimes be overpowering. That is a really smooth, nice taste to it. So, so what you got to do, too, while you're doing that, is we haven't even touched the fresh mozzarella. And what I like is that it's a wet mozzarella, so you see that the outside is a little wet. It's definitely fresh. You can even see how moist it is inside. No, you don't eat that. You're not going to like that. Yeah, you don't. Uh, it's covered. <laughs> it's got sea salt on the outside, which brings out such a, a deep flavor in it. And same thing, too. It's that, it's that perfect texture where it, it, has, um, it has some density to it. Yeah. But it still is like, it's like, like butter. And that's what's amazing about this type of cheese is that everybody thinks they know mozzarella, mozzarella. I'm just going to go anywhere I want to with that word. Um, they think they know it because they've tried it from a grocery store, from Kraft. <laughs> it is All right, just stop covered. it. Just. That's what I'm saying is that this has such a wonderful flavor to it that you don't expect if you've never had the wet version and something that's fresh like this. It's, it is really amazing. So now you take a little bit of the mozzarella. You take a little bit of the prosciutto and you put it on a little piece of this bread right here, and that right there, that's a party. Mm, mm. <laughs> you keep doing that. I'm going to do exactly what I just said. I'm cutting myself a pizza mozzarella. I do an and I'm getting my. Since you're not going to eat this, I'm just going to use my hands. I'm going to wrap it up. This is why at Christmas time, nothing ever actually makes it to the table. Because usually I just stand in the kitchen and eat it that way. Oh. That, that is... All right. What did you just do? You put... You put you're going to tell me in a moment. You're oh. making all kinds of hand signals. I don't know if it's a heart attack or you're in it's, love I'm, right now with I'm food. flailing my arms <laughs> like my grandmother. Um, I cut a nice semi-thick piece of the fresh mozzarella. I had it with the salami, but you could have it with the prosciutto. Just wrap. You don't even need the bread. Like, you don't even need, well, what you're going to have it with the bread, which is fine. Because we're Italian and we like our breads. The same thing with this and a little bit of this. And I love the fact that you don't like all the meat. <laughs> I like the meat. I, I like the salami. It was very good. Mm. I like this better. It's a lot just... Smoother. Oh. And again, when you pair it with a wine, it changes the flavor of everything. The wine has a different taste to it. The meat and the cheese, it brings out another uh, a richness to it 
that you didn't recognize before. Have you moved on to the middle one, the, your La Bamba? <laughs> you're calling it the La Bamba. I, I'm calling it. But you knew the, the middle. You I'm just calling it. That that's what you're I'm calling call it the middle one. Okay. So you're you're mm. pairing them. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Bobby, Peter, and Greg. <laughs> so I know which one is which. I'm on the I'm on Peter right now. Um, it's a little bit drier. It's a little bit fuller. So you can even see the colors mm-hmm. of the wines you move down get to be a little bit deeper and I like and it makes sense doing it this way as I had the lighter one and then as I'm pairing the wines with the meat and the cheese and the bread it can get a little bit richer it can taste a little bit more of the tannins and it, oh I, I'm just if, never, I, if, never leaving here, if right? I go right here yeah. just know that I went a, a very happy man extremely happy and I, I can tell because I know how much you enjoy Paulo on board the cruise ships this, dare I say, somewhat is superior to the Apollo experience when you've had these types of touches. Um, I think I like this ravioli over what I've had at Apollo, which is saying a lot because I love that ravioli. You like this better because you didn't have to actually stand up to go get your own food, too. <laughs> mm. And we didn't have to stand up to get our own food here either, just, just to be um, fair and balanced. Yeah, that ravioli is pretty rocking, isn't it? Oh. And and the cheese, the, the the sharpness of the freshly grated cheese on top adds to that creamy texture of the ravioli and the sauce. That is exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You keep doing that. And you know what, too? There's a lot of food on, yes. like, the, the, the piece of mozzarella that you get is about baseball-sized, sliced in half. Um, I'm going to have another piece of this prosciutto with the mozzarella. And I'm going to use my hands because we're all family here. <laughs> By the way, my friend, if you're listening and you're on the treadmill or outside running, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, this is not what you. I should have put a disclaimer at the top of the uh, at the top of the episode. Yum. I, I am. I'm kind of hovering over this last piece of ravioli because I'm hoping that you're not going to want anything to do with it. I, I, you know what? I, so this is. I, I do. I I eat strategically, and what I mean by that is, I'm going to go to the meatball slider. Because I want to make sure I have some of this yeah, as the final good. flavor in my mouth. You so, might find that meatball slider is the thing that you just fall in love with, too, because those, if I remember correctly, are as fantastic as they look. Again, the meatball sliders, you get two. They are probably about baseball size. Um, oh, so here's the key. So before I even put it in my mouth, the first thing I did was... You see me sort of um, massaging the bread because the the bread is what makes or breaks it, right? That's one of the things that Florida sometimes suffers from as opposed to coming from the Northeast. It's the water. But whatever they do, like over in Vianopolis, where they, they really import the water, the mineral con- content is different. What's important is that you get that nice crust on the outside, but inside it's still light and it's soft. 
and it's buttery and it, it absorbs. Look at at the bottom how it absorbs some of the cheese and the sauce. And then you sort of squish it down like this. And then you try and jam this gigantic slider in your mouth. I'm so happy this is an audio podcast and not video. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. So the first thing I noticed was the crunch of the bread. Like, that's key. It's critical. That The texture... This is important as the flavor. And what's nice about a slider like this is it's layers of flavor. You get that bread. You get that warm, buttery cheese from the mozzarella. And then you get this explosion of flavors from the meatballs, right? You can taste the, the cheese. You can taste the herbs. You can taste the, the, the oregano in there. That is a tasty meatball. <laughs> You've got to try. And it's, it's huge. You have fallen in love with an Italian dish is what has happened because there is looks of joy in your eyes right now that I have probably not seen before. I don't think I'm going to be as So quick story. Delicate. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, our typical Sunday would be we would drive from New Jersey down the Belt Parkway, God help us and save us, into Brooklyn. We'd go to my grandmother's house. We'd eat for seven, eight, nine, ten hours, argue, and then leave. And then my dad, being my dad, would drive to Coney Island, and we would stop at Nathan's because you got to get a hot dog and french fries for the car ride back. Was that a Obviously. thing? I was, oh, that, that was a thing. Okay. And you got to get Nathan's in Coney Island where they haven't cleaned the grill in like 70 years. So you got uh, like, oh, the flavor's off. But then oh Monday, gosh, your jersey just came out. But then the morning, <laughs> the next morning, my mother mm-hmm. would would take the leftover meatballs from the night before because my grandmother, like, if there was fifteen of us there, she made one hundred and seventy six meatballs. <laughs> you hungry? No, here, have a meatball. So I would ha- I would bring in, she'd slice the meatballs up and put them in between bread, and that would be my lunch. I was not a popular kid in school, and by school I mean grammar high college, law school, but in grammar school <laughs> I would bring my meatball and all of a sudden I wanted to be my friend and wanted to trade me for lunch because the cold meat I'm reminiscing about as a child, I grew up in an Italian household this very that. much um, <laughs> reminds me of the kind of food that I had at home and at the holidays and it's so hard to find a good meatball outside of your grandmother's house but uh. this, <laughs> this is Excellent. Perfect. Uh, did you like the finocchione, the salami? Yeah. Look at me, there's nothing left. <laughs> Good. Do you like the matching with the wines? Absolutely. It really um, it, it brings out a whole different flavor profile as you start to pair the wines with the food that you Good, perfect. And how about the ravioli? I'm guarding it. I, I, I'm, there's one left, and it's going to be mine. And I will fight him for it if necessary. This is fantastic. It's my favorite, I told you, and I'm really happy that you liked it. So, question for you, from yeah. where you're from. Is this, like, a typical lunch? A typical... <laughs> what type of meal is this in Italy? So, uh, this is more like an appetizer. Usually we get this as an appetizer with some drinks. Usually we go in a bar like this one, and we get a spritz, some drinks, or a wine glass. We get some salami or cheese. Uh, or you know something to snag on and then we have dinner later usually with the ravioli would be a perfect dinner um, 
the polpette, the meatballs, uh, maybe also. But usually we get pasta, we get some meat sometimes, but we live on pasta in Italy. <laughs> so yes, the ravioli di ricotta would be the, our dinner, and this is the appetizer with some good food would be perfect. So this is a typical Italian food. Now you've learned something about I your can, brethren. <laughs> yeah. I can do this all day, every day. Good. Keep enjoying that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. They see mm-hmm. Italians know how to eat. I wanted to ask mm. you, you know, because the, mm. the Italian mm. mother or grandmother thing, where eat, 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 is you know, is that just a stereotype or is that real? No, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> was your grandmother like that? Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it really was. Are you hungry? No, eat something. Look at you, you're withering away to nothing, lunch. And I was, but I remember. Growing up, a, a typical Sunday dinner, everybody would get to the sit around the table, and there would maybe be twenty five or thirty of us, right? Typical big family, and it would just be just when you thought it was over, just when you thought you were done, they pulled you back in. So she would bring out uh, like a bathtub sized bowl of salad, and you started with a salad and an antipast, and then you had pasta, and you're like, oh, good, I'm done. No, 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 because then you got to have the chicken cutlets or the veal cutlets, and then you got a little something else. And then you got dessert. And then when the kids are ready to go home, no, no, no. The adults have to sit and have coffee for seven hours longer. Mm-hmm. But with the coffee came the dessert. So we always, we did. We brought home like a U-Haul full of food every Sunday. Okay, well, I can, I can definitely imagine that with the food we have in front of us being put in front of you for lunch or dinner. Mm. What did you have for breakfast? What was like the typical uh, grandmother breakfast that they threw upon you? I can't believe how good that meatball is. I cannot believe how good that meatball is. Um, what, what was the question? <laughs> Breakfast. Because you think of it, Italy, you think of savory, you think of meats and cheeses and pasta. But what was a breakfast from your grandmother? What did she make? So I didn't, she didn't live with us. We didn't live there. But as a kid, I, I remember growing up, uh, typical Italian breakfast, um, Pop-Tarts. Apple Jacks. Uh. <laughs> All right, that's exactly what I was kind of shooting for here. So for you, were you like that that kid that had one type of cereal that you had to have, and if it ran out, you were going to die? No, because um, usually I'd go to the store and I'd buy cereals based on kids. You're not going to. They used to have prizes in them, yeah. like good prizes in them. So usually I would buy it based on the prize, um, but we usually had a lot of different cereals. Um, my mom always cooked, you know, and however busy she was, she always cooked for us too. But um, I wasn't, believe it or not, I know you don't, you can't imagine me not being a big eater. I was a very picky, did not eat a lot uh, when I was younger. So that's why I make it up for it right now. All right. So when you're talking about prizes, what was like the thing that you had to have in a box? Do you remember? Well, it depended because a lot of times they would be um, timed to the release of a movie or a cartoon or whatever it was um, but you used to have like real substantive prizes so I would get cereal and I would just jam my hands all the way down into the bottom or just dump them out and sometimes usually not eat the cereal just go right for the prize <laughs> so that's why you didn't eat basically because right. you your hands were covered with Cheerios or whatever it happened to be no Cheerios were a little bit too healthy I usually wanted something um, do you remember sugar snacks yes absolutely sugar snacks were good 
Count Chocula rocked. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Booberry. Really? I wasn't a It was healthy. Fan. Oh, this mozzarella yeah. is so good. Yeah, that's why I just took a huge chunk and I'm just eating it plain because it's that awesome. Mm-hmm. Pop tarts. So, we ordered three, four of the, the, the shareable items at the beginning and two small portions and we're eating our faces off and there's still food left. Yeah. And I'm feeling full. I, I had... I'm so happy you said that. Oh, I, <laughs> I am. It really, it really is a filling meal when you, when you add in the cheese and the, the breads that come along with it and the bread sticks that you kind of dip into the cheeses. It is a filling meal if you're um, drinking along with it. That helps. But for what I'm seeing here, we're kind of slowing down, and there's still a lot of food there. I'm only slowing down for to keep up appearances for the show. <laughs> Plus, I'm only using one hand, so I'm at a bit of a disadvantage. Here, I'll split this, this with you. I was going to say, I was trying to distract you so I could grab all that without you uh, seeing. I think this is so wonderful, and it is. I think it, it, it invites conversation, right? You're able to sort of pick at these foods as opposed to, you know, normally when we go out to eat, you hover over your plate like a prisoner so nobody else would, would touch your food, but we're actually having a nice time you know, speaking. Yeah, because normally I see your fork coming at my food. And any you see that I keep looking over at that last ravioli that you're, but that's all you. We will split it. No, no, no. We that's, split it. Sweet pea, that's all you because I know you don't like this cheese. That cheese is all so you. So you, you I'm going to. the last of of the, what are you calling it, the shoot? <laughs> We're going to have a, a lesson and replay this on how you pronounce all these things. So later on when we have an, a big argument when we do the meats and cheeses thing, we can replay that this exactly how it's supposed to be pronounced. And you know what's nice too? Mm-hmm. Is as opposed to ordering, as opposed to sitting down in a restaurant and ordering a, a pound of pasta and bread and meatballs and sausages and all these things. We're, we're, we're eating a lot of food that, to the point that we're full, but I don't feel stuffed. Like there's some meals you're like, I, I ate so much, like roll me out of Epcot. I still feel really good. I mean, not that I'm done yet by any stretch of the imagination, but there's a lot of food here and I don't feel bloated, gross, <laughs> you know. Yeah, especially... It's warm out there. And for me, I don't know about you, but when it's really warm and you're walking around, you don't feel like a heavy meal. And out there was, what, um, 87, 89 degrees, 90 degrees probably when we came in. And I typically don't have an appetite at that point, but this is light enough that you don't feel weighed down. You don't. I don't feel like um, I, I'm ready to get up and go stand in line to go see Frozen or something at this point. I feel fine. So I just moved to my third um, of the, the sampler of wine. Again, it's not just a sip. I mean, you really have, um, it's even more than a tasting. This is the Valpolicella. I hope, I, I don't know, that wasn't that bad. I think that's the only one. I, and you can see how it's a much um, richer, drier, spicier wine. And it makes the cheese and the meat taste different. They complement each other so well. 
it, it, it does. It changes the way, um, it changes the, the, the profile of the flavor. Yeah, as I'm sitting here sipping on a dessert wine that's very sweet, but it actually adds to it because when you do have these different flavors, some people would like this. Their palate wouldn't enjoy a very sweet piece against the savory, but it actually is good for me, and I'm actually enjoying And to be clear, there are kids here. I mean, Becky's made sure that they sit far away, but there are kids here, and certainly you, you don't need to have wine. You don't need to have an alcoholic beverage. There's a wide variety of Italian sodas. and You don't need and to have an You don't need to have <laughs> You're in Italy. Do you know, in Italy, what I found what was really interesting is we would go to these little towns, and we would stop along the way, and we would go into these restaurants, and the kids were drinking wine. Because it uh, is... This is America. So I know. I know it's in America, America. It's, 20, it's 21 and older, kids. Yes. 20 and older. I know. That, all right. Mr. Legal, I get it. But in Italy, it is... It is widely, it's very common for the family to share vino. Right. Wine is served much more prevalently prevalently at um, non-breakfast meals. And I think, again, I am not a a drinker. Um, I would normally just get a glass of water before I got a glass of wine, unlike Becky. But, again, we're trying to sort of sample the flavors, and that's why I think the, the wine flight is such a nice option. You're not drinking a lot. You're getting just enough to get a sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it accents the food. And then if you choose to go out at another time and you're looking to be more educated on wine, something like a flight is uh, is very, very helpful. And look, he brought you samples beforehand so you were able to taste it even before you ordered it. Yeah, I really did appreciate that because the types of wines that I do like if you can order a Moscato, but there's sometimes a little bit more on the drier side for the Moscato, and I do enjoy more of a sweet wine. So it was nice that they, he offered that right away so that I could taste it and make a decision based on what my palate enjoyed. So I liked it. Yum. I have such a, a warm, satisfied feeling. It's not from the wine. It's from the bread. It's from the cheese. It's from just the atmosphere in here. Even, dare I say, the wonderful company, the, the, the music in the background. I think that's why I like this place so much, is we talk about the overall experience. It, it goes so far beyond the four corners of the plate. The, the, the dining experience is very much about the atmosphere. It's about your server. It's about the way that it's presented. And it's about how the food and the drink complement one another. Yeah, and the other thing I'm enjoying, too, is just watching people and watching how they're interacting with the servers. No one's feeling rushed. You don't feel like the guy's hovering over us to wonder if we need something fast so we can get the check and get out of here. They're all having conversations. They're all talking about what's on the menu and what it means and what the wine is and what the choices are. And at every single table, I'm seeing people with smiles and having great conversations. So it's a, that's that feeling you get here. It's not rush, rush, rush. It's relax, enjoy like you really do when you're in Italy. And look, most restaurants you go to, it's about turnover, right? you got to turn the tables over as fast as you possibly can. I get very much the opposite feeling here. They will sort of just leave you at your own pace to your own devices to enjoy it at your own pace um, you know he's been wonderful coming over and checking on us explaining to us what we're eating and, and how to actually go about doing it and I think that's what is that 
is what makes an exceptional experience. I am so glad. I'm giddy like a schoolgirl. I can tell. What's really funny is probably what's happening is after you pronounce some of the Italian names, he's probably in the back and just laughing hysterically at the Italian guy who can't say anything in Italian. But it's it's fun to just be here and watch it. The other thing I was going to say is, um, yeah, take your time. Enjoy. No one's going to rush you unless it's Lou Angelo standing on the outside waiting for a table to come in. Then you might feel a little bit of pressure. And look, we were able to... I mean, this is... Um, we came here at dinner time. We were able to walk in with no wait. There are still empty tables. And I think that's because this is so off the radar. You think Italy and Epcot, where do you go to? You go Vianopoli, Tutto Italia. You don't even think, oh, Tutto Gusto wine bar. It's, it's a bar. It's a place to drink, not a place to eat. And I was going to say, that's probably one of the things that... Wait a minute. We should not be talking. I don't want to give the secret away. Forget everything that we said. <laughs> no, I think that that's actually one of the positives or negatives, depending on how you look at it, of making all your diner reservations 180 days in advance. Because now you've got a reservation for dinner. You're getting here. You might discover this place, but you might already have reservations at Viennapoli, so why would you come in here? So it is kind of a, it's a plus for those of us who do things a little bit more on the fly rather than uh, having a, a reservation for every day of your stay. But for those who do, they might miss out on this great experience. I have one question for you. Two or, I have two words for you. Hey, don't you do that. Dessert? Dolce. <laughs> and now, granted, I said that as I looked down, there's, there's, um, are you, you going fi- to finish that? Which one do you want? All of it? Uh, that's all yours. The, the cheese, you, listen, the bread. I, I believe in being a gentleman first. You take what you like, and I'll have what's left over. Mozzarella. She took the mozzarella. Curses. I would have had that mozzarella if it wasn't for you meddling kids. I, I will oh, accept. now you're giving me Italian lessons? Really? <laughs> hey, you're the one that you keep pronouncing it incorrectly. Ah, whatever. I'm not even paying attention. I'm just going to... I'm taking this and a little bit of this. Oh. Look, there's a whole thing of bread and still that so nice. sitting right there. So, so you nice. You can even finish your wonderful bread that's on the plate. you got, you got some catching up to do there. This was wonderful. I, I am so happy that we came here to do this. But I think we would be remiss if we did not at least explore the, um, yeah, the dessert option. Right now you have Nutella on your brain. Uh, that, that's the next thing is going to be free-flowing through your little brain cells because you know that Listen, Nutella, Nutella, Nutella is a health food. It's made from hazelnuts. That's probably part of the problem. It's it's made from nuts, ergo etzum, it is healthy. By the Lou Mangello definition, if it contains fruit and or nuts, or meats, or cheeses, or chocolate, it's healthy. Chocolate, or, or if you look at tiramisu, you've got all ladyfingers comes from flour, which comes from other things, which has more healthy stuff. It's salad. See, ladyfingers are like salad. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think at this point... We are so in love with what we've had here. We could probably justify anything that we found on the menu. And there's a tiny, and there's a tiny portion of Lou Mangiello. And there's not a lot of tiny portions of Lou Mangiello, but there's a tiny portion of Lou Mangiello that would be more than satisfied finishing the last two sips of his wine and being done with the meal. Like you almost don't need it. The the cheese and the meat was almost sweet, and I do prefer the savory. But in the interest of exhaustive research, I'm doing this for you, listener. 
because you're I'm pointing to this empty spot at the table as if you're sitting right there. Um, we're we're going to do this for you. We're going to have a couple of desserts just for you. You're probably pointing at that empty spot of the table that probably drank all of your wine that's in front of you now because the glasses are pretty much empty. The uh, plates are pretty much decimated. There is a little bit of cheese left, a little bit of bread. But I don't, I don't feel overly full, do you? Not at all. It, 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 it feels comfortable. Yeah. And I could, like you, walk away and feel like I had a satisfied dinner. And the portions were perfect for the amount of money that we're going to pay for it. Like, dare I say, you could come here not wearing stretchy pants. You could wear normal pants and a belt as opposed to going to your grandmother's house. Unless you're you. If you're you, you should probably have stretchy pants anyway, just in case. But how nice would it be if there was a small group of four, six, eight people sitting by that little fireplace over there on the couches, sampling and sharing and just have a nice conversation and the one thing I think this place does exceptionally well, again, we've, we've talked in the past about you, you cross the threshold, you cross a portal, and you're transported somewhere else. It's very easy to forget that you're in a theme park when you're here. Again, it tells a story. <clears throat> this is telling the story of, of Italy as it really is when you get there, and that's how you feel. And every so once in a while, I kind of glance up, and I'll see... The, uh, the manager who is wearing a Disney name tag, and that will pull me back in. But looking at all the other waiters, and you can hear their accents, and you can hear the music in the background. If you weren't paying attention to that level, yeah, you could transport yourself back. The fact that the only portal to the outside world is that door, of which only one of them is open, so you get that little bit of light coming through, as opposed to sitting by one of the waterside restaurants, whether you're at... Uh, whether in Morocco or in Japan or in Mexico, it's very easily to have that veil of illusion disrupted because you look across and you see the other countries. Here, you just feel as though you are in a wonderful Italian restaurant. Uh, assumedly, you could be somewhere in Italy. Well, what was great was when I was in Rome, you do go to... Did you do what the Romans did? I kind of did what the Romans did. You, you go into these restaurants, and many of them are underground because to keep it cool. So many of them were carved out of the underground areas, and that's how this feels to me. There was one that is literally in a cave. It has no windows. It has one door that leads down. You, you go down probably six to eight stair steps before you get down to the main level, and it looks like this. It looks exactly like this, and that's why I feel so comfortable and so happy, not only from the food and, of course, the company, but I kind of am transported back to one of my very favorite trips I've ever taken, and you really feel like you're there. I need to make I need to make the pilgrimage that my father unfortunately never made before he passed. Um, hey, Josephus! Um, so, so we need to add Italy to um, to the list of things to do. And you know, I can tell you that the the food in the different areas of Italy is different. The experiences are different. The wine is different. Uh, the people. Yeah, my understanding, it, it, the difference between northern and southern Italy is like going to two different planets. Yeah, but I will tell you, I, I loved the history of Rome. I loved that feeling. I loved Tuscany. Uh, you fall in love with a whole different, it's like being in a whole different um, country because it really is that different, that drastic. But where I fell in love, Venice. I would go back to Venice. I would spend a week in Venice. And this kind of also reminds me of that as well. So, yeah, let's go back. <laughs> can, can we go back? Can we go find a trip? Wait, when you, you die at the palace, you really die. What? 
History of the World Part 1? Oh. No? Oh. Again. You've never seen it? Again. I, why do I... How do I hang out with you? Because you can name off all these things and make fun of me because I have not seen these things. Again, I wasn't in the basement watching movies during my teenage years. I, <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm pulling the mic away because I don't want to know what you were doing during your teenage years in the basement. However, um, we, you know, we did it. We, uh, we did make our way through our everything that, that came to us. And like you said, you know, the waiter hasn't come by to rush us through our meal uh, at all. But now a little bit of dessert, maybe a little dessert wine, a little cappuccino, a little, a little espresso, nice little espresso with a little sambuca or a little lemoncello, a little lemoncello with lumoncello. <laughs> I'll take you up on the sambuca. I, that is... I will give you props. You introduced me to Sambuca, and I did really enjoy that. It is one of the things that I, I now like to partake in. It, uh, Sambuca definitely will warm the cockles of your, even your heart. It can warm the cockles up. Wow. Thank you, I think. Sambuca, it's a nice, um, it's a licorice liqueur. So it's one of those things that you either really, really love or you really, really hate. Because you ever have black Sambuca? No. Oh. I know what I'm going to buy you. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I will take your word for it, and I will trust you, because I didn't trust you when you said Sambuca. You were, like, holding this glass in front of me going, here, taste this. Kind of like, yeah, the, what's his name? Harry Met Sally. He's like, here, can you try this? Here, taste it. Oh, no, it was Forget Paris, where he was, same actor, was like, smell this. So that's kind of how I felt. You had this thing in front of me. It's like, here, taste this. And he had this grin on you, like... Like I was going to bite into a pickled plum or something? Would I ever steer you wrong? Absolutely you would. Especially if it was live in front of a whole bunch of people. Leaving. And when you have your Sambuca, yes. do they float the coffee beans on it? You float three coffee beans on the Sambuca. Why? Good luck. Is that what it is? Seriously, for uh, I believe like, yes. Oh wait a minute! So you <laughs> pretended like I believe. <laughs> I believe it's it's good luck, or it adds flavor, or it looks pretty, or they dropped a couple of coffee beans in my sambuca. But I believe we're going to ask uh, Giovanni Alessandro, uh, whatever his name is, whatever. Oh, obviously you were paying attention. <laughs> of course I was paying attention. Are you kidding? Got such a wonderful voice. The only thing that makes Becky smile more than a park full of no children is the dessert menu. And the only thing that makes her smile more than the dessert menu is seeing the sweet dessert wine flight, which has a flight of uh, Moscato, tiramisu, caramelito, and chocolate and Nutella cake for $16. You literally just flung the menu open and threw it in front of me like you threw down the gauntlet. Well, yeah, because they came over and they handed us their... the the full dessert menu, but I remembered seeing this and knowing that you have to taste a little bit of everything except the Nutella, which you're going to have all by yourself because I'm not getting between you and your Nutella. And it's got the sweet wine, so you can taste that as well because apparently I'm going to have Sambuca or uh, Cappuccino or something of that nature. This looks like it would be a really good idea for somebody who doesn't can't decide what they want and want to try a little bit of everything. And $16, I mean, you get three different desserts and you also get the Moscato, too, so it's a nice value. But they do have, I mean, again, we're, we're in the wine bar, and there's six different desserts. They have a tiramisu, a cannoli, a, a panna cotta, a torta ragotta, which is a, a lemon ragotta cheesecake, 
Which it what? It's got cheese and lemon. It's got it's milk and it's milk and fruit. It's healthy. Um, Baccio a chocolato, which is warm hazelnut chocolate. Don't make fun of my bad accent. It's a warm hate. Listen, come very close. It's warm hazelnut chocolate cake, vanilla gelato, and chocolate sauce. And they also have uh, gelati and sorbetti, um, chocolate vanilla strawberry. And then lemon and strawberry um, sorbet as well. And a number of after-dinner dessert wines, yes, cordials, brandies, grappa. I don't put hair on your chest. Um, what is it? You should have some. It's delicious. <laughs> You'll <laughs> love it. Here, smell this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and obviously a, a number of different uh, coffees as well. So, uh, and they do have uh, Sambuco. They've got coffee liqueur. Amaretto. Ah. A nice amaretto is so nice. Okay. It's got that... You'll like amaretto. It's sweet and hazelnutty. Oh, see? It's got that hazelnut... I, I'm not... You're not a hazelnut? Oh, what's I'm wrong with you? I'm not a big fan of, of hazelnuts. It's, it's strong. So so are you going to get the um, the flight? Are you going to get this little wine flight dessert thingy? Why don't we share thingy? the wine flight? Why don't we share this? Because there's no way... I, I'm full. I, I don't know if I could eat this thing all by myself, so why don't we share this? And I'm sure that you will have all the Nutella. I'll take a bite of this and a bite of that, and all the rest is yours. All right, because I'm not a big dessert guy, I will do that. But I'll just make sure that there's nothing else that we're supposed to order, just to make sure. And then you're going to have an after-dinner cordial or a, a cappuccino? Well, you were talking about some Sambuca, maybe? Or I'm also looking at the coffee. What do you think? What, what do you think we should cap this evening off with? Because, you know, the other one that they always do at, at Palo is the lemoncello. And that is always such a wonderful flavor as well to end your, your meal on. But I'm thinking maybe a little taste of Sambuca might be required. So you have a Sambuca and I'll get an Amaretto um, just so we can... And then you can taste it just so you can say you tried it and then I'll finish off your Sambuca for you. Okay, so the Sambuca that's listed here is a Molinari... Sambuca Extra is that? So you've probably had Sambuca Romano. Um, it's it's you know it's a clear bottle with a, the the blue and silver label. Uh, Molinari is just another brand. So they have Sambuca Extra. I don't know what that means. Um, and again, all the cordials range from about nine to twelve dollars. And then obviously, if you want to go up from there, there's a number of different things. Grappa is obviously a very Italian. Um, some people love their grappa. I've it, never heard of that. So what, what, is, what is that? Um, I don't know exactly what it's made from. Uh, I think it's definitely an acquired taste. Okay. It's not, not necessarily for... But they also have a lot of sweet dessert wines, well, too. A, here, we have to uh, Well, there you go. Because you got stuck in a corner. So um, my, uh, my, my lovely friend here is thinking about the sweet dessert wine flight. Yes. It comes with three different of the shooters, the dessert shooter that you can see in the fridge, and a glass of Moscato, the sparkling one. What is your um, What is your favorite dessert on the menu? On the menu, the tiramisu. No, no chance for me. I, it's my favorite. If I came here, I would get the ravioli di ricotta or the lasagna, and as a dessert, the, the tiramisu. It's 
just you're not even hesitating. So the the, the bacio e chocolato is that the same as the? No, no. This is a different menu. From this menu, uh, if you remember the board uh, that was in here, the sh uh, the shooter are three dollars fifty, and they're just small shooters. The bacio the bacio chocolato, it's a little cake with uh, melted chocolate and uh, side of vanilla ice cream. Yeah. You're gonna think about that for a second. Uh, I, we do need to do this, and I can't eat this all, so okay. you're gonna have to. All right, so we'll do we'll do the flight. We'll sure. do the flight, sure. It's delicious. Don't worry. Okay. It's, it's gonna finish in one second. <laughs> so, so I asked my Italian friend here what gra grappa is. Grappa. What is it? <laughs> it's a really, really strong liquor. It comes from uh, grapes, from uh, the um, skin of the grapes. And uh, have you ever tried one? <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's looking like I it's, should. It's, be very, it's very much an acquired taste, right? It's not. It, it, it's it's something to try once in a while. Okay. In, in your life, you have to try grappa for once. I'm not saying you're gonna enjoy it, though. <laughs> no, I mean it's really it's really strong. The just the um, the smell of it is really really strong, and it depends. You may like it really much. You may not. If you don't, if you don't like it, you can pour it in your gas tank and just fuel your car. I, I'm going to go to something that I think I know that I like, but I'm not sure about yet. Sambuca. Sambuca. How perfect. is it served? Uh, it's a little shot of, of sambuca. So, uh, is it traditionally served with espresso beans? Uh, no, we've got, uh, well, you get coffee and then you put sambuca in it and you get a... Uh, Corretto coffee, so it's like a, a coffee with a correction. <laughs> Let's leave it that way. Well, in Italy, it, it's usually in Italy, we don't get like the shot. We get coffee, corretto, with grappa, with sambuca, with our other liquors. We've got um, coffee sambuca, we've got sambuca, and usually when we get sambuca, we put a couple of, uh, of um, coffee seeds. Inside. Beans, yeah. So you, Beans, yes. <laughs> so those you normally in Italy that's served with the sambuca on this is it floated on top or how is that? It floats on top usually. It's and, the, the mosca. And is that supposed to mean something or is it supposed to add flavor? Uh, it, it may add a little bit of flavor of coffee, but it's like tradition. It's just a tradition that we used to make. Okay, well. There, you, you at least got uh, a little bit you of... You thought um, I was crazy with the... Well, with the yes. <laughs> have you met you? <laughs> so, what are you, gonna, what are you going to have? So, I was going to get amaretto, but now I'm wondering if I should get coffee liqueur. Oh, are you going to get, you're gonna get uh, sambuca? I'm going to get sambuca. All right, you'll have sambuca. Sambuca regular Is or there? coffee flavor? Um, we get you Molinari Sambuga and Molinari Coffee ah, Liquor. I see. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are options. Um, I, I think I'm going to get the regular. The regular, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I'll have the regular. So now... All right, so now I'll get the coffee one so you can try it. See, I'm doing this for you. Oh, it's all for me. And for you, sir? Um, I'll have the... Uh, the, the other one. Please. Oh, sure. And the flight of uh, the surf flight. Yes, right? please. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Because I'm out. I'm a little. I'm a little excited. Just FYI. Oh my gosh! He vindicated you. He vindicated you. You just wanted to embarrass me. See, you tried to make me look like an idiot, which is not very difficult to do. 
Isn't, isn't that our typical thing? Isn't it anyway? So you were trying to feed me grappa, which you would <laughs> apparently lit my, it's, my soul it's on jet fire. Yeah, it's jet fuel. <laughs> it's, uh, just the look in his eyes when I asked the question told me that you weren't kidding. That, yeah. that, that was probably something that... We, let, oh, so we'll give it to Tony. So years ago, um, I dated someone. Really? <laughs> I'm not giving names because it'll be a thing. Uh, I dated someone for a long time whose father was off-the-boat Italian. And as you are want to do when you're dating somebody, of course, you want to impress the mom and dad. Uh, and I'll never forget when the first time we, we went out, we went to this, like, local, tiny little hole-in-the-wall place in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Again, I was not a big eater back then. I know it's a shocker of all shockers. Becky, I kid you not. I ordered. I'm like, all right, spaghetti. I can you like... I can do. I can eat a dish of spaghetti, no problem. On a they, date? Yeah, because oh, I you wanted to have spaghetti on a date. Well, because I, the family was there, and I had to order. It was an Italian restaurant. There was no menu, so this this restaurant was in like a woman's basement, oh. and you got you got a, a soda with no ice. They just you just didn't have ice. And there was no menu. She told you what was on what she was cooking that night. Okay. So I'm like, oh. That's called a restaurant? Or is it called? It, it's called a restaurant. It was called a restaurant in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay. Um, which has a, a very, um, or had, I assume still does, had a big um, Italian population. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm not a big eater, but I got to make sure I, I do right by, by dad. Let me just order a little thing of spaghetti. They brought me out like three and a half pounds of spaghetti. And I think every time I turned away, they just kept on adding more spaghetti to it. <laughs> Whatever. I ate spaghetti for like two weeks after of leftovers. And then one day I went to their house and he was going to cook a, uh, he was going to cook for us. And I'm like, oh, all right, this is nice. You get a real home cooked Italian meal. He, um, he decided to make tripe. I'll just leave that there. Kids, Google it. Um, it didn't work out between she and I. For, for many reasons. I wonder if um, he did that on purpose to, to drive you away. Like, is that the type of thing that you will do when your daughter dates? All right, listen, we're having a nice meal. Just No, I, I think that he, you know, um, he was a, a very nice guy and he wanted to cook me something that was authentic. And I remember going into the kitchen while he was cooking it and I'm like, dude, what's that? He's like, that's your dinner. So um, it didn't work out. That's fine. Things worked out for the best. However, um, you know, certain things are very much an acquired taste, and I think grappa is 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 certainly one of those. Sam, I'm, I'm going back to thinking about you trying to elegantly eat a bowl of spaghetti, impressing a girl, and between... You can't elegantly... It was a harsh... Becky, it was a harsh show. It was like 11 <laughs> pounds of spaghetti in that bowl. And you're probably wearing white. And he's like, what's the matter? You're not hungry? You don't like the food? And I'm like, I... <laughs> Poor Bruno. His name was Bruno. I wonder where Bruno is today. <laughs> what was her name? Let's find her. That's not. Oh, because that would be a great story. It would be an awesome story because your dating stories like, last for <laughs> This is where I stop recording. Once again, presentation is so important. I said it at the very beginning. It's so true now. You start to ingest your meal before you actually taste it, right? You can smell it. Look at how beautifully it's presented. The smell of Sambuca, that, that licorice smell. And this is, this has a coffee. First of all, cheers. Cheers. Oh, this is smell. Oh, 
stop it. Just stop it. You feel it just go down. It just warms your in. It warms. Oh, wow. So what's really neat is you taste the, the Sambuca. You taste the licorice. And then as it goes down, you get this residual flavor of the coffee on your palate. I have to try yours. I'm sorry. Oh, it is so nice. Don't drink too much. Oh, my gosh. That smells... That smells really good with the coffee. That you, yeah. can, you can almost taste the coffee when you smell it. Right? Come on now. Oh my gosh. Um, can I? I mean, kids, don't try this at home. But how good is that? That is amazing. How is that for like a nice way to end a meal, end an evening? Yeah, the funny part is, is they've put two glasses of, of alcohol in front of me because I have the because they've met because they've met Becky. Nice. I have the sambuca, which does have three coffee beans floating on the top. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Was that a pa- I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, nice. Apologies. Nice try. I, I was just asking. I didn't. I didn't say you were lying. <laughs> unlike other things. Um, and I have the sparkling wine in front of me, which you should try this. So you know what it tastes like. What do you I, mean no? No, I'm good. I'm listen. Let's. I want to dig into these desserts. No, no, ladies first. So I don't remember what the uh, what the three desserts. I, I knew that one of them it was a is cheesecake, the, a Nutella, and then the tiramisu, which you can definitely tell what the yeah. tiramisu is. So, ladies first, dig in. Um, are we going to do them in? I don't want to. You can the go from go from your. Okay, so what, and that is a is it a cheesecake? I forget. Is it? it? I don't know. <laughs> it looks like there's a. By the way, you oh, just you just did Becky voice. I did not do Becky voice. <laughs> what? I, I I in no time do I ever go into a British accent. Mmm. Oh my gosh. So these are all. I took a photo. I'll hopefully remember to put them in the show notes. But they're all about mm. shot glass sized desserts, which is nice. It's just a little sample. That is so light. Mm. That is so incredibly light, and it's not too sweet. Not overly sweet. It's and it looks like it would be just from the amount of cream that's layered in it. It's it's layered with some strawberry and some and some cream. It's so light and refreshing. It's got a really refreshing taste. And you know, I'm not. I believe it or not, I am not normally a dessert person. I will always take the sweet over the savory. You mean the other way around? Strike that. Reverse it. (laughs) Now, you take that, and now you take a little sip of your sambuca. Yeah. And the the sambuca, it's like wine, right? The flavor changes because of the sweetness of the dessert. I wonder if I pour enough Sambuca into the Nutella, if that will actually make a difference. Don't ruin my Nutella. <laughs> Don't ruin my Nutella. That is, this is pretty amazing. That's excellent. I didn't anticipate it tasting this good. All right, we need to move forward. Oh, I got a few choices of meat. You move to that. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sit here on this one for a while because this is pretty darn good. That's a nice. Mmm. Same thing. It's creamy, but it's light. It's not a very heavy. See, this is so nice having the flight because you're not getting so much that. How is it? 
It's excellent. Could you just describe for us again what each of the three are? Okay, the first one is Nutella chocolate cake with some raspberry. Uh, in the middle, you've got caramelito. And at the end, the mocha tiramisu. It's a small ver- version of the tiramisu. So this is what has the Nutella in it, and yeah, you loved it. I can't taste the Nutella. It's, so, it's mixed with other things like mascarpone, so it's really soft flavored. Yeah, there's no taste. To me, that tastes more like a, a, a cheesecake uh, in a shot yes, more yes. than anything. So I cannot taste any Nutella in that whatsoever, which is a good thing for me. Really? It's, yes. I was like to, to ask you, did you like it though? Yeah, I actually oh. did. It's very light, but I, I taste more of the of the fruit yes. and the cream. Yes. But I did not taste any Nutella, so I'm kind of amazed at that. Yes, don't eat this. You're not going to like this. Okay, it's okay. Car- <laughs> and it's, it's what do you call it, a caramelito? Caramelito, yes. Should be caramel, mascarpone. Every every other of our shooters have mascarpone, so it's like different flavors yeah. of... And you like it? <laughs> I love that. fantastic. I love that. And this, this final one, this is the tiramisu. At the end of the tiramisu, there's the biscuit, so you have to... And I love the coffee-infused sambuca. You're having a perfect uh, Italian meal. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I mean, you just miss the coffee at the end. The espresso shot. Up to you. That is fantastic. And now I wish I had done that. That has a flavor I've never had. A little bit of a coffee taste to it with a little bit of licorice, and it's a nice mix. Yes. Rather than the sambuca by itself, which is just licorice. Yes, yes, yes. And what and what is this called? It's uh, Molinari. It's the same brand of the Sambuca, Molinari Sambuca, coffee liqueur. So it's uh, coffee-flavored. Guess what we're having for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is And this is just enough, right? It's oh. just enough yeah. to... It is the, very much the cherry on the cake of and, the meal. And this is a wonderful thing to share. Um, again, not wanting to overdo it or get too much food. We've had a lot of food. That, that was a, a lot, Fair but, but not too much. It was, it was yes. a great variety. And this is a, a small dessert. It's good to share. If you, if you don't want to stuff yourself with too much things, it's, it's going to be good. Well, keep enjoying. Thank you. I am like flames from the side of my face. Look, you know, there is nothing like... Um, whether you consider yourself a foodie or not, there is nothing like a, a, a surprising, exceptional meal. And I think that's what this was, right? I came in expecting that we were going to do some meat, some cheeses, have maybe a little wine, maybe a little pasta. But I think we were pleasantly surprised once again. I think we have, we have traveled across the culinary spectrum tonight, right? From the savory to the sweet and meats and cheeses and dessert. <laughs> um, you know, it's such, it's, the, the word that comes to mind is such a pleasant meal. This was such a pleasant meal. I enjoyed every part of it. I felt like we were, and, and one thing I love doing is I would rather have what we just did. I would rather sample 15 little things than have the giant Bruno, whatever his last name is, eight 
pound bowl of pasta that you've got to like wade through. And as much as we've eaten and you drank, I still don't feel overwhelmed in terms that I've eaten too much. And when did we start this? We were here in... Six hours ago. <laughs> it kind of feels that way in a way, in a good way. Because again, not feeling rushed, being able to take time between courses so you're not just, you know, shoving it all down your throat and eating a whole bunch of food. It's been, been relaxed. It's had a lot of variety. Um, and I got to tell you, I think the Carmelita wins. Yeah. I, I could actually just say, you know, that flight thing, just give me three of those. And I, but you had the Nutella yeah. and you didn't. See, but you didn't you know have why? Nutella either. Because it was mascarpone. You got to say it like Giada De Laurentiis. Oh, wow. Like there's 18 oh, syllables in a Mar- mascarpone. <laughs> you, now you figured out how to speak Italian when you talk about Well, Giada. when you talk about Giada. Giada? Giada. Giada. Mrs. Giada. Mangella, whatever you want to call her. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would apologize to Deanna right now, really quick. Um, but yeah, I didn't taste any of it, though. So I'm kind of skeptical on just how much Nutella is really in there. But the Nutella? Nutella? Try it on pancakes. I mean, I try it on waffles, sorry. Try Nutella on waffles with fruit? See, but that was the first time I ever had Nutella, and it was overpowering hazelnut to me. you got to do it in, in, in small, like Becky, like having, like, like being with Becky, small doses is the way to, oh, did wow. I say that out loud? Yeah, sorry. You sorry. Yeah, you kind of did. And with all the things we have coming up, you're going to deal with me in many more doses. But, but seriously, mm-hmm. how nice of a meal is this? And I think the, 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 the treat, the treasure, is that when you think of coming to Epcot, you're like, oh, Epcot is the one theme park in Walt Disney World where I can really go and explore so many different options. I, I will guarantee dollars to donuts, and now I want to do tell a donut, dollars to donuts, that the Tutto Gusto wine bar is probably not one that's super high on the list of, say, oh, we're going to Epcot, where should we eat? But we walked up. We had a full meal. We sampled a ton of different flavors. We weren't rushed. Uh, I think it's also a good value. I don't think anything was exceptionally expensive on the menu. I I, I totally agree with you. And I I think maybe we should not publish this particular (laughs) podcast because I... When I die, when I die, you can publish it. (laughs) Because this is a hidden treasure from... And I think we've uh, just been talking for the past two hours about why. And hopefully we'll be able to get a seat when we come here next time because this is fantastic. I would do this again in a heartbeat. I would pass over probably some of some of my favorite restaurants in Epcot and do this again. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to um, you know to this type of. And I think it was. We well, I keep using the word experience, but I think it very very much is an experiential type of a meal um, because of where you are. It's a unique venue. Um, I think even. The, not just the type of food that you can order, but the way it's presented in these small sort of appetizer-sized portions. Um, you can come here to snack. You can come here, as we did, and make a full meal out of it. And I think it's also a place that you can unwind at the end of the day. You snack, you share, you sit, you have a cocktail, you have an iced tea, whatever it is, and sort of wind down from the day. Yeah, and there's a lot of options. If it comes back around to that. You can have a full meal. You can build a full meal how you want it to be built. And the, the one thing I would say, though, is um, this is meant to share. This is definitely a place that I might not come by myself unless it's just to have a quick nosh or maybe some of that coffee liqueur because that's fantastic. But this really is meant 
for your friends, your family, like you said, sitting over by the fireplace. I could see eight, ten of us over there ordering boards of, of meats and cheeses and you know, being in there for two and a half hours just catching up. This is a, a wonderful venue, a surprise. I mean, I love this place since the first time we tried it when it first opened, but I really had a surprisingly good experience and meal that we built that I was thinking it was just going to be just another meat and cheese board, basically, unless you go to the Tuto Italian menu, which is the, the more full robust. But I, I think that this is a place and a, uh, an experience that we'll definitely have again. And at a very accessible price point. Again, there was nothing overly expensive here. I think it's probably, a depending on how you do it, even a better value than going someplace not even a tutto, a tutto Italia, but even sometimes um, a, a Viennapoli. So it's you know it's a different type of experience. So I think if you um, if you ever can't find Lou Mangello, you might find him at Katsura Grill for lunch and uh, a Tutto Gusto wine bar for dinner. Uh, and you'll also probably find him spending an inordinate amount of time on the mousefantravel.com website. <laughs> See what I did there? Or with Becky in some exotic food-based location. Um, and if listen, if you want to come to Walt Disney World and try the Tutta Gusta wine bar, or if you want to go to the real Italy, I'm sure Becky would be able to help you with the assistance of her uh, amazing and wonderful agents over at mousefantravel.com. See, that was so sweet of you. You actually said something nice. I'm not going to ruin it because I feel good. Like I'm in a, I'm in a really, I'm in a really good, happy place right now. That's awesome. And when I'm talking about Italy, just to make the the transition really quickly, I went there on an Adventures by Disney, and so you can have these types of experiences, and then come back to Epcot and come in here and, and relive those moments and relive those memories that you had actually in Italy, if some of you would ever go to Italy. So I'm wondering <laughs> if I should make the pilgrimage for my dad, maybe an Adventures by Disney, you know, maybe a, maybe a group of us. I wonder if a WDW Radio group Adventures by Disney to Italy is something that <laughs> all of a sudden Becky's ears perked up like a puppy. <laughs> Well, it's you know it's a great product. It's a great. Product. She's looking at me like, are you? Is this an announcement? Are you officially no, announcing? No, you, you already did that to me with a cruise to Alaska. That I'm already still just now going. How are we going to pull this off? But anytime you have, you want to experience the world. Travel is about experiencing the world. And I know so many of us who love this brand and love Disney will tend to go to Disneyland, come to Disney World over and over again. But sometimes it's nice to reach out and really experience some of these countries, the food, um, the experiences, the cultures. And if you still want to remain with the Disney brand, Adventures by Disney is a great way to do that. So that's why we've done a few groups. So maybe I need to do something. This is the wine and Sambuca talking. Maybe I need to do like a culinary world tour. <laughs> Just to, we can just eat my way. Join me as I eat my way around the world. <laughs> Becky's like, all right, we need to talk. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, all right, so we'll talk offline uh, about this. If that interests you in any way, shape, or form, please let me know. Um, you talk about the show notes and down into the comments area. What adventures by Disney would people be interested in doing if you want to eat your way around the world? I'd be interested in it. 
very interesting. Well, Becky Mankin, thank you so much. Um, this was a, a wonderful meal, a wonderful experience. And again, food is best when it is shared with friends, both you here at the table and you, the listener, who uh, I hope you feel as though you are virtually at the table with us. And let me know, have you ever been to the Tutto Gusto wine bar? If so, what's your thoughts on it? If you haven't, is this now maybe something that will be on your radar? Please let me know over at the show notes, over at www.radio.com. Click on the podcast link, leave a comment in the show notes there. On Twitter, I'm at Lou Mangiello, and Facebook.com slash Radio. And hopefully, I will see you at the table with or near me at Tutto Gusto once again. Becky Mackin, thank you so much. Thank you so much for finally allowing me to <laughs> indulge in a wonderful meal review. This is up there with some of the favorite meals I've had, and we've had some pretty incredible meals. And thank you, coffee-flavored San Bruno. I love you. <laughs> Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via email or our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. But before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week we were talking all about Adventureland and I was talking specifically in the trivia question about the little orange bird in the sunshine tree and his oh-so-very-catchy theme song all these decades later. And your question was to tell me not who wrote the song, but who sang the orange bird theme song. Just a little bit of history before I give the answer. Back in October 1971, when the Enchanted Tiki Room opened in Adventureland with the rest of the park, it and the next-door Sunshine Tree Terrace was sponsored by the Florida citrus growers who created this tropical bird attraction called the Tropical Serenade inside the Enchanted Tiki Room. They also sponsored the Sunshine Pavilion, which was home to the show, and the snack bar, which sold pastry and cheesecake and, more importantly, orange juices, so you've got the show, you've got the snacks, all that's missing is a mascot, and that is why Disney creates the little orange bird for the Florida citrus growers. Now you've got the snacks, the show, the little orange bird. He, of course, needs a theme song. Who else do you turn to but the Sherman Brothers to write it? And who else do you turn to to perform it but the oh-so-every-popular, at the time, Anita Bryant? And that was the answer to last week's trivia question. If you go back and listen to some past shows, we talk about the little orange bird in the sunshine tree. I also talk more about it in the audio tour of Adventureland. That being said, it's all about the trivia. It's all about the prizes. Again, you're playing for the 102 Ways book, all the audio tours of the park, including Adventureland, a WW Radio Magic Band cover, WW Radio stickers, a hot and cold travel mug. And because this song was written by the Sherman Brothers, I will also include a signed photo of Richard Sherman and last week's winner finally Mangello, last week's winner randomly selected is Vincent Lombard so Vincent I have your address you use the online form I will get your prize package out to you right away but if you played last week and didn't win that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge 
So as we are in Italy, in Epcot, and World Showcase, I said on the show, and I truly believe that you can learn so much about a people and a culture through the food. And I think that the holidays are another wonderful opportunity to see how it's celebrated and the history and the stories behind the traditions with, for example, the holiday storytellers that perform during the holidays around the world celebration in Epcot during, obviously, the holidays. So your trivia question this week is to tell me if you visit Italy in Epcot during the holidays, you can hear stories told by who? So who is the holiday storyteller in Italy during the holidays? You have until September 4th at 11.59 p.m. to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. Better yet, go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. You'll give me all your information, including your shipping address, because, again, you are going to play for the 102 Ways book, all the audio tours, a Magic Band cover, stickers, and one of the new WDW Radio hot and cold travel mugs not available in the shop. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so very much for not only joining me at the table for this week's live dining review, but for all the time that you give and share to and with me. I I know how valuable it is to you and how little we all have of it. So the fact that you share something with me each and every week, whether it's by listening to the show, sharing on Facebook or social, or coming to the meet of the month, it means more to me than you know. Just a couple of quick announcements. Don't forget The Purge is still going on, and The Purge is the purge of my Disney collection on eBay. If you visit www.radio.com slash eBay, new auctions begin and end every Sunday night. Got some cool stuff this week, including a journey into imagination, standard operating procedure, cast member study guide, an opening day Epcot Center pewter coin, a Disney trivia game, Vinylmations, Universe of Energy stuff, pins, and lots more. Again, visit www.radio.com slash eBay. Also, I announced last week my Momentum Workshop Weekend, October 15th and 16th in Walt Disney World, where unlike a regular conference, this is very small and will not only will you learn valuable lessons on how to sort of turn your passion into the thing that you do all the time and make that dream a reality, but really execute on what you've learned while you're there with tools, resources, help, and workshops. It is a one-day event with an optional second-day mastermind. The first day is limited to 50. The second day, the mastermind day, is limited to 10, and that is almost sold out already. For more information, to watch a video and to learn more, lumangelo.com slash momentum. I'll also have a link to it in this week's show notes over at www.radio.com. Of course, I want to hear from you. There's lots of ways we connect. You can email me, lou at www.radio.com. If you have a question for the show, call the voicemail. I'll be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. You can join the community at facebook.com slash radio and also be sure and sign up for the free email newsletter, of course. And you guys once again proved it this weekend. Nothing beats a handshake and a hug. Thank you so much to everybody who came out to the Swan and Dolphin this week for their fantastic weekends and the meat of the month. 
I really appreciated the chance to meet and get to know and spend some time with you. And, and the fact that you took time out of your weekend or your vacation means so very much to me. If you couldn't make it to the August meet, that's okay. I've been doing monthly meetups in Walt Disney World since like 2007. The next one in September is probably going to be around the 17th. Stay tuned for exact date, time, and locations. And of course, I also do other events, not in just in Walt Disney World, but on the road and at sea, like our e-ticket adventure is this November, uh, our double dip cruise to Castaway Key, June 25th through 30th, 2017, a five-night cruise from Port Canaveral, two stops, count them two, on Castaway Key, on the Disney Dream. If you go to the events page, you can find out more and get a free no-obligation quote. We also do running events around the country. I'm going to be announcing something new actually later today, so make sure you stay tuned uh, to next week or check out the Facebook page or Twitter for that announcement. And I also do other events on the road as I go to speak to conferences and at schools. And look, if I can help you somehow, either by coming to speak to you or to your business or at your conference or school and find a way to maybe help you turn that thing that you love into that thing that you do, Again, you can come to the Momentum event this uh, later on this year in Walt Disney World or just visit lumangelo.com for more information. Thanks again to Becky, not just for joining me on the show this week, but for she and Mouse Fan Travel sponsoring this week's show. Obviously, you can go and check them out over at mousefantravel.com and visit celebrationspress.com if you want to get some Celebrations magazine delivered right to your door. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, you continually prove that like day in, day out, not just on social, but again, for so many of you that, that came out uh, to the meet of the month, I, I am so humbled and grateful. Uh, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Right? I need you to help introduce the show to other people. So tell your friends about it. Tweet out your links, uh, a link to this or your favorite episode. Better yet, share it on Facebook. Tag me or the WW Radio page. And please take a minute just to go rate and review the show over on iTunes. Thanks to you, we have more than 1,200 five-star reviews. It's a great way to help spread the word. I want to thank some recent reviewers, including Thagbone, who says, this is the only podcast you need to listen to for all information about Walt Disney World. She read an article about Disney during 4th of July, but nothing helped like the podcast. She was so impressed. She was so happy she came across it. Now she loves listening to the show every week. Amara says, it's certainly the next best thing to being in the parks. Slingshot says, I listen to the podcast Commuting to Work, and it helps transport me to Walt Disney World, the cruise line, and other Disney locales. K-Peace loves the community that it connects, that this show connects to. It's because people like you, K-Peace 128. Richie232 says, the podcast transports us from our main mundane everyday lives into the magical world of Disney. That's the goal. Trainer Pete 34 and Dave Rame says, Lou does a perfect job of painting a picture for all the Disney dreamers out there that can't get to the parks as often as they would like, which helps to bring a little bit of Disney magic home. Again, you can search for the show in iTunes or just visit www.radio.com slash iTunes for a direct link and instructions on how to leave a review. Listen, the fact that you listened all the way to the end of the show, believe it or not, means more to me then you know uh, when I say that I am grateful to and for you uh, I sincerely sincerely am and if there's some way that I can help you or show that to you please by all means let me know remember Walt said the way to get started is to quit talking and start doing and, and try to remember the three C's in life it's about choice change and chance make a choice to take a chance 
and you will change your life. I hope that you have the best week ever. I hope to see you Wednesday night on Facebook, better yet, in the parks for the handshake and the hug. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Tom Morris from Clinton, Tennessee. I've let you know, uh, I always love listening to your podcast. Every time my family and I are planning to do a trip to Disney World, we always, I always start listening to your episodes. I always get all the great update ideas and hints of what things to do. And we're planning on going, actually, at the end of September, so maybe we'll be able to do uh, a meetup if we're doing one then. And interesting enough, I'm hoping you might, like, listen to this for an idea for an episode. Um, we're taking our two kids, and they're both toddlers. Uh, my son's two, and my daughter is about one. And we're going to be going to Epcot for the first time with the kids because my son has to ride Frozen Ever After. So I'm curious, what are some of the best things to do at Epcot with toddlers? And also, uh, you know, and of course, Magic Kingdom. And anyway, hope to see you up here in Tennessee sometime, and we can give you a tour of Dollywood. And thanks again for the podcast. Bye. Hey, Lou, this is Jesse McCall calling you from Cochranton, Pennsylvania. I uh, just wanted to reach out and say hello to you. Uh, a little better than a week ago, my daughters and I were sitting on uh, the couch in our living room uh, watching you on your Facebook live uh, chat, and I had the uh, bravery to ask the question, is it selfish to visit uh, a, a park uh, by yourself? And you uh, very quickly answered that, no, it was not. Well, I, I wanted to call and let you know that uh, I asked that question for a specific reason, and it was because I had a business trip coming up this week uh, that took me to Orlando, and uh, based on your your advice and also your uh, quick feedback with a podcast uh, on going solo, uh, I found myself uh, at least taking the step to go over to one of the resorts to uh, to enjoy dinner, and uh, that ended up with me wandering around Hollywood Studios for the night and uh, scouting out the new things that are coming there. Uh, so I just wanted to call and say thank you for that. Uh, I will be bringing my whole family down in a little less than a month. I uh, hope that it corresponds for your um, your meetup of the month, and I uh, look forward to, uh, to the possibility of uh, meeting you face-to-face there, my friend. So just wanted to call and say thank you. Uh, made an impact, and I uh, wanted to give you some encouragement. So take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Good morning, Lou. It's Justin, member in the box, J-Man 410, and I really I enjoyed – in the past couple of weeks of your episode of the live review of the Columbia Harbor House, which is a favorite of mine. And if you look very closely at the sign, Lou, that says not only the Harbor House itself, but if you look at the sign, the sign will replicate that the Columbia is based on the ship still operating at Disneyland's. I hope you had a great summer, Lou. Can't wait for the fantastic weekend at Swan and Dolphin this weekend coming. You have a good day, Lou. Hey, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Yankee from West Seneca, New York, calling in to say thank you for meeting me today and saying hello. It was such a pleasure, and I had a great time chatting with you. And we are, as you know, one month away from my daughter's wedding, and then she's coming down to the world, and then we've got 70, 70, only 70 days left until we go on the magic to Tortola, St. Martin, well, St. Martin, Tortola, and 
Puerto Rico for a couple of days. I can't wait. I am standing in the middle of um, Splash Mountain's exit. Uh, a rainstorm just went through, which I know I was talking about the rain, but here it came, and now it's gone. It was wonderful, and my family is on the ride right now. We were watching the little one that didn't want to go on to occur to Haunted Mansion. It's been a wonderful trip. We had 14 uh, family members with us, and it was great. It was very magical. There was some great stuff that happened. Thank you again for everything you do and your family friendship. Love you all, and we'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. You've got a friend.